Hungry Howie's knows there's nothing better than pepperoni pizza, but the question is, which pepperoni reigns supreme? Now, you got the crispy, classic cupped pepperoni, you know, the satellite dishes, big fan. But why choose one when you get both? They got a pepperoni duo coming up. See, this is more up my alley right here. Pepperoni duo, you're getting the classic cup pepperoni, plus the original, plus 100% real cheese, unlike a lot of these other places around town. Get a large pepperoni duo, $9.99, only at Hungry Howie's. You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. All right, cash the ticket. We are back with you. We've got snowstorms. Jim's got a car problem. But guess what? The pod rolls on. Nothing stops us. We're on a heater. Nothing stops us. You think we're going to stop because it's absolute dog shit college basketball tonight? No chance. We got some system that aren't a system place. I've got a potential parlay strategy that in the end is probably a bad idea, but it's oh so good right now. We got the mailbag. We got the Andre Aiton who can't get out of his fucking driveway. Can we start there? Because that is the most absurd story I saw this week. Just for a second, and then we'll do all the hoop stuff. Sure. The Andre Aiton, for people who haven't seen this, he did not play last night for the Blazers. DNP, not coach's decision, weather. Apparently, they sent a team of people to try to get him out of his home, and they couldn't get past a sheet of ice. So, yeah, he just didn't play last night. Okay, so timeout. I understand DeAndre Ayton, born in the Bahamas, goes to high school in San Diego, college in Tucson, and you play it with the Phoenix Suns. All right, but timeout. It's Portland, all right? It's not the North Pole. Second of all, I have an issue here, all right? You are an NBA player. You make more money than God. You could hire an army of Navy SEALs with flamethrowers to show up, walk in front of your vehicle, and blowtorch the ice. It would almost be like coming to America where they're throwing rose petals down, no matter where uh, the prince walks. DeAndre, you're not a guy who's driving a broke-down vehicle and the alternator went out and they ain't got no money. What I mean, Jim, what are we doing? Mike, I couldn't believe it. I'm reading this again. Reportedly tried for hours to get past the sheet of ice, and the Blazers sent people to help him with no luck. This is from Blazers. In what Hoss kind of Porter. street do you live on? I don't have any idea. What is he on makes... the street that they filmed in Full House? Like, Lombard they... Street in San what Francisco? Like, what are we doing? Get him, get him like a skis or a snowboard or something. Get a snowmobile. No you one has a snowmobile in Portland? All right, so here, here, here's something for me. The way I think is... I just think it's a Titanic excuse. Like you, when you have money, anything's possible. If DeAndre Ayton needed a helicopter to go to practice, they'd find a way. Right. Whoa, but what about the city ordinance? When you're rich, nothing matters. Look at all these billionaires. They do whatever they want to do. So, Mike, billionaires building a house. Do you know what doesn't come into play? City ordinances. Mm-hmm. We don't allow helipads in our city. Well, I got one. You can't have a go kart track. Yes, you can. Six foot privacy fence limit. Tough break. I'm making it ten with barbed wire and an alligator moat. <laughs> you're you're rich. You do whatever you want. They they won the game without him, which hilarious. If they weren't eleven and twenty nine, maybe they do helicopter him in. But I just, it was one of those shit. things you read and you go, bro, what kind of street are you on? And what kind of car do you drive? If you have winter tires on your vehicle right. and you got all wheel drive, what's the issue again? I don't want to hear it. First winter in Portland, lesson learned. But I, oh, I, learned I, but I, don't, but I don't think there's really driver. an excuse. I know. Hire no a driver. I, no I swear to you. The ultimate, if you play sports, how do you not hire a driver? Whether it's a friend, your father, your cousin. Nobody has a truck. In Portland, I would hire a driver who drove a fucking tank. I'd be in the streets of Portland with an M1A Abrams. Why? I'm rich. I'll do whatever I want. 
You have a driver, and then that way if something goes wrong and you're DeAndre Ayton, you blame the driver. You put buffers between you and responsibility. Whose fault is it? Ah, that's Bobby the driver. <laughs> but just to go back for a second, born in the Bahamas, high school in San Diego, college, and then early pros in Arizona. What do you think he was thinking? Because this says he was trapped in his home. Did he think this was like an ice age, like he was going to die in his house, like food right. rations? It's, it's an apocalypse. Like, what was that movie years ago on Netflix with Sandra Bullock? They all had to go out of the house blindfolded. Uh, oh, uh, you love that movie. Bird Box. I mean, it was so anywhere. bad it was good. I watched it, and I'm like, how is this real? Is that what DeAndre Ayton found himself in, floating down the river blindfolded? <laughs> what are we doing? I was the most amazing. The only thing that was more amazing than was that was reading that Mike McCarthy kept his job with the Cowboys. Oh. The only thing that gave me more of a guffaw as oh. I was reading it. So a, a note on that. Yeah, we both think he should have been let go. Martin Weiss, who cuts episodes from time to time, pointed something out on his social media last night. For all the attention on Mike McCarthy, did it slip through the cracks? How did Dennis Allen keep his job in this cycle? Yeah. Uh, you know, listen, I think Dennis Allen's a good defensive mind. He's a bad head coach. Yep. The New Orleans Saints, if we really look at this, I think this is where confirmation bias comes in, is that people have this inherent bias that the Saints are a good organization, that the mm -hmm. Saints are always competitive, that the Saints are run well. The reality is they're not. Sean Payton covered up a lot of stuff. Drew Brees mm -hmm. covered up a lot of stuff. This is actually a small market, small-minded operation. They signed a terrible contract with a woefully mediocre quarterback in Derek Carr, and then you saddle at with Dennis Allen. No, I'm with you, Jim. If that way, that is one of those organizations that just gets away with it. But how he kept his job, no idea. He'd be gone. Sirianni'd be gone. McCarthy'd be gone. Clean sweep if I owned any of the teams. And now it becomes a game of musical chairs because there's only the seven openings. If you feel like Arbata, Antonio Arbata the Chargers because yeah. he ain't got nowhere else so. to go. Or Atlanta. He's interviewed with both. Belichick's going to Atlanta. That's done. We'll go Ben Johnson to the Commanders. Uh, Vegas will keep Antonio Pierce begrudgingly, even though yep. that's the right decision. Seattle hires Dan Quinn. Sure. And uh, I, whatever poor bastard gets the Carolina yeah, job. Pretty much. Some luck, rent, don't buy. <laughs> and tell your wife uh, this is not going to go well for us. So, uh, you know, we're just coming here to, to dine on a financial bullet. Did I miss any? Uh, if you did, it's only one and we don't need this. Who here. cares? The NBA playoffs are underway and you want to get to the game. Me too, but. I'm a Pistons fan. Let me live through you. Get your tickets with Game Time. Game Time is an authorized ticket marketplace of the NBA, which means you're getting your playoff tickets even faster. Prices on Game Time actually go down closer to tip off. Save up to 60% buy on last minute for sports, concerts, comedy, whatever. Like, let's look at the Denver Nuggets. Reigning champs, hot ticket. You click on the, uh, the game in the app. Flash deals under 300 bucks. Yellow lightning bolt. It stands out. Red fire emoji. Cheapest seat 115 bucks, and that's all in pricing. That's no surprise fees at checkout. I've used Game Time to buy Red Wings tickets. Nothing better than going to a baseball game day of. Boom, boom. You click in. Easy to navigate. Take the guesswork out of buying NBA tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app and create an account. Use that code Cash for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code cash c-a-s-h for twenty dollars off download the game time app today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks.
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Next. All right, let's get to some college hoops. All yeah, right, left. we've got we have some discussions with system not a system plays tonight. I found I think three yep. worth discussing, and then one that is not a system play, but is just so absurd it merits at least a minute or two on the podcast. Yes, let's start and with then, the uh, system. I, I've got a parlay strategy because you know I've been keeping you two in the loop, and we haven't. You know we've we've done some daily dimes three and zero this week on the on the college picks on the base show, and mm-hmm. and two of them were. System, not system place, um, including now I'm telling you this officially. I am adopting the New Mexico Lobos as my favorite team in America. You stayed up till what? Like midnight, 30, 1230 late. Uh, keep the going, 48 to be exact. <laughs> yeah, not 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 bright, but I couldn't stop. I mean, I had I had a bet on New Mexico. I had they were the end of a seven leg money line parlay. Uh, and honestly, I have been watching so much college basketball i'm in full preparatory work for march madness and i'm really jim i'm actually going to try to do the unthinkable which is get eyeballs on every team that is going to be in this tournament every single one of them and i just i'm dude football stops hoops begins and we're going to be doing FanDuel has fully backed us uh that we are going to be doing a march madness preview that every game we're breaking it down so yeah, I'm in the I'm I'm down the rabbit hole. And look, New Mexico, it's Richard Patino, Rick's kid. You got Jamal Mashburn Jr. You got Eddie House's kid, Jalen House. You've got Obi Toppin's little brother, Jaden Toppin. They got this other du- dude, what is it? Nelson Jr. Nelly, Nelly Jr. Nelson or whatever it is. I, I don't know. Block party. Everyone's invited. They press, they trap, they run. And their offense, it is continual drive and kick, drive and kick, drive and kick. They'll post a lot of pocket passes in the lane for dunks. They're fun. But the real reason I watched was I wanted to get some film and get some time with Utah State, mm. a team that was 16-1 and one in ranked. And I'm going, all right, I know about this great Osibor kid, but what, what am I missing here? Who are these guys? Well, let me tell you woefully unathletic cannot guard inside and they shoot 30 percent from deep utah state is not a team i'm going to be interested in come tournament time you can't shoot from deep you don't guard in the paint and your guards are unathletic and left that new mexico game without pants because they got stolen i mean pickpocket city at the pit i loved it sorry that's your New Mexico Lobos update. I love this team. You love the Lobos. Tonight, we may need to bet their rivals, the Aggies, New Mexico 100%. State. They are a 7-10 and 10 team. They are favored against a 13-4 and 4 Western Kentucky squad. Oh, that's right. Bet We're going to rowdy mm-hmm. in Las Cruces tonight. We, for, if you're new to this system that's not a system but plays like a system, it's this defined. Home team, losing record, favored over team with winning record well what well guys wait a minute it's irresponsible how can you bet a game you don't know any of these teams or these players doesn't matter you just go it's the same principle that over the last 20 years in college basketball unranked home team favored over ranked road team 62 percent i don't need to know last night i didn't need to know a single player on lsu although this jalen reed kid who just puts up 50 a night they're unranked, favored over ranked Ole Miss. Blind fire, One, covered, done. That's it. So you can you can go. Well, I don't trust you. You don't know the players. God bless. There's no gun to your head. I openly mock it. 
Because really, Jim, here's the fun part. This is what sports betting boils down to. Very rarely do you need to analyze matchups and who's got the advantage in the DVOA. Here's reality. Get a viewpoint of the market. You're betting numbers. When numbers look too good to be true, they are. Oh, I get a 13 and 14 plus a point and a half. No, no, you don't. You get a kick to the dick. You bet New Mexico State. Why? Numbers. I think there's a... There's a huge learning curve when people start betting for the first time because knowing sports is not the same thing as betting sports. And it's because of what you're talking about. You guys, you may watch a lot. It doesn't mean you're going to be a good sports better because it is about spots and numbers and what is the book trying to do? Now, I'll give you an example. Okay, so when we're talking about – we're going to be talking Bills Chiefs on tomorrow's episode. Yep. Yes, you need to know the injury report because I think the Bills have a bit of an Achilles heel here. Injury-wise, linebacker level, safety level, right in the middle of that defense mm-hmm. where Travis Kelsey wants to provi- preside. Then you go, all right, well, I watch Bills and Steelers. As those injuries took place, the Steelers' offense got to open up, move the field, Deontay Johnson a couple of times over the middle. That's football. That stuff matters. But when we're talking about a college basketball season with 70 games a night and your job is to target two or three, I have set up for you a system that's not a system but plays like a system. It's guardrails. It's bumper bowling. That if you only bet the games we're telling you to bet, I'm telling you, you're going to stay alive. You're going to be okay. That's not some get-rich-quick scheme. That's not aerotine dynamics. The, the reason for my call today, no, it's just these are things that have worked for us, Yeah, and um, you stick with it. Now, look, last night I bet two games that weren't system games, but they were – they had elements of it. I have to be straight with you. It takes a lot for me to bet a road team in college basketball. Mm-hmm. It's old school. Maybe I have bias because I went to Michigan State when they won like 53 straight at the breast. Like home court matters. Last night, I bet Rutgers laying two, hosting Nebraska. Why? Nobody wins at the rack. And But but Nebraska's really good. Yeah, they are. Doesn't matter. What about Fuji Baba or whatever his name is, the Korean kid who just shoots 30-footers? Yeah, he's awesome. I love him. That lefty stroke, I don't care. Well, Rutgers can't shoot free throws. Noted. Went 8 for 18. Guess what? Still covered. Uh, Same deal. Bet Northwestern home lane a point to Maryland. Why? Guys, this is how, to me, college hoops works. Now, did I end up mixing in something that was what I thought was a live dog? Yes, UCLA last night. Uh, but I tinkered with the spread. We'll get into the parlay strategy, some fun. But Jim has targeted a game. He's right. It's New Mexico State with a losing record, favored over team with a winning record, and a good one, 13-4. and four. You get a positive money differential, New Mexico State, you automatically play. Boom, done. Yep, so that's they, one. And if you guys, I say this, and I know, Jim, I know you'll agree. If you're not comfortable doing this, don't oh, do it. Man. Mike, I don't want to bet games I can't watch. Respect. Mike, I'm just not comfortable taking my hard-earned money and betting on a trend. Don't. Mm. No one's pressuring you. But I stand by the results here. We've had a lot of fun with this. Listeners in Metro Detroit, they're all in on the system, not a system. I get people ticket-texting the show with their, hey, is this a system, not a system? (laughs) Bottom line is we're looking for any advantage we can get people. And if it's an ugly one, I'll tell you what. You know what's pretty? When your balance goes up. When you stay alive. When you're not hitting the deposit button. That's all we're here to do. Bumper bowling. New Mexico State, it's a play. The next one, Cal, 6-11, and 11, favored by 2.5 over Washington, who's 10-7. and seven. Not as strong of a play. This would be the second strongest play. But Cal's been very good of late. A mm-hmm. um, couple of big wins. Two uh, of the last wanna, three. I yeah, think. I got yep. you covered right here. I had to go to a different window. Sorry, Jimmy. Um, beat UCLA. Beat them by double figures. On the at road. Pauley Pavilion. Yep. Uh, beat Colorado, who's good this year. Um, got him at home, went on the road up to Oregon, played a really competitive game, lost it late. Look, Cal's been better. Two-point loss to ASU. Um, the, in the mix with Washington, they're not playing poorly by any stretch, but here's the deal. Their last three road games, they lost them all. Mm-hmm. Where are they now? They're on the road, and Cal's favored. It just tells me something. I got to go with it. I'm going to go with Cal, late at two and a half. Then we're getting into some of the mud here. And I, you got to be careful on this one. Now, Cookie's decided, hey, I'm going farming for barnacles. <laughs> this came bottom I, of the ocean. Yeah, this actually slipped by my radar. You know it's tough when you're talking old Dominion hoops. But we got to bring it up. 
Yep. Because Jim may have an angle here, and I want to just scroll to it. And I want to get the latest data for everybody. Yeah, now you pull that up, but just surface level, why this jumped out to me. You got a 4-13 and 13 team who's favored over a 9-9. Nine and nine. There's not a winning record, so if you want to leave this one off, so be it. But I just thought, wow, a 4-13 and 13 team I know. laying a point and a half at home against a Marshall team that's at least decent. Old Dominion, they've lost six straight. Four of them on the road. Their last home game was a two-point loss. I think playing at home is the whole thing that we target with the system here. We don't even look at road teams. This is a home spot for a four and thirteen spot, and that's what the line tells you. It is. I. I don't. I think it is. I would disqualify it as a system based on the nine to nine. Okay. But if you're betting the game, if you're like Mike, you don't get a choice. This is the bully corner, Squid Games. Who are you taking? Or oh yeah. Oh, I'm taking Old Dominion. You're not betting Marshall in this spot, no. Yeah, and again, I've been red hot. If I want to get loose tonight, I can, and I'll bet all three. But what I'm not doing, what I will not partake in, oh, come on. is what Jim Costa has come typed on. on his show sheet. Take Mike, him through it. Michael, Michael, we have, and I can't even believe this is a thing, we have a 2-15 and 15 team that is a favorite tonight. In college basketball, we have the two and 15 Georgia Southern basketball team laying not a point, not two points. They're laying three and a half hosting Coastal Carolina. Now, this is not a system play because Coastal is also terrible at five and 11. But you're telling me I get a two and 15 team favored 44 percent bet differential on Southern. Mike, we can take you live to I don't even know where they play. What's it called? We could take you down live to the state of Georgia and play this tonight. Come on. This is W.S. Hanner Fieldhouse. And I mean, nobody nobody since Stonewall Jackson walked into H.W. Hanover Memorial (laughs) Stadium or whatever this kid just said. (laughs) Two and 15 favored over five and 11, a 44 percent bet differential on Georgia Southern. I mean, (laughs) again, if God descended from on high and went, Michael, here's the deal. Heaven or hell. If you don't bet this game, you're going to hell. And if you bet this game, what side are you betting? Yes, I'd be on the side of Jim Costa and 2-15 and Georgia Southern. <laughs> but I, what I will not do is be on the side of this game on a Thursday night. This is a bad college basketball card, and what, I'm not looking to give things back before. What, what did you say? That this is like Nerf swords fighting these two Two teams. kids, Nerf swords. <laughs> Who really wins? There is no winner. They're just going to hit each other into oblivion until their parents call them in for dinner. There's no winner. You can't. I cannot. I'll track it for fun. I know. I know. I just had to bring it up because we look for bad teams that are favored. I mean, two and 15 just jumped off the page. So let me let me let me do this. I have a bit of a a parlay strategy. Mm -hmm. And and obviously you're going to be you're trying to be a pro, right? You're trying to do your thing, get famous, make a bunch of money. You're just going to bet singles. You're not going to bet parlays. You're just not. Uh, that's not what we do because I have a lot of fun with this. And part of that fun is while I bet mostly singles, uh, I do unabashedly mix in some parlays. So I've been tinkering with a strategy and I'm trying to hone it in for March Madness, which and there's nothing better than a team parlay, a group mm-hmm. parlay. Uh, I go to Vegas every year for March Madness. I'm there to do the radio show. Usually some friends are in town as well, and we all link up. And And the fun is putting in, and you're all on the same side, and trying to get these things, A, off the ground, because March Madness is brutal. Uh, but, man, if you can get to that last leg and the fun. So, long story short, I've been tinkering. Now, I've hit two in a row on these and three out of five. And, you know, Jim, I can share the receipts to prove it. My I point is... Trust I've been thinking about expanding the system to a parlay routine. So work with me. It would be outside of a rare occurrence, home teams only, money line only. Okay. And positive bet differential only. So you are whittling the board down by half. You are then going to re-whittle, okay, And then the last qualifier is, do I have a positive money differential where less tickets equate to more money? Or if I happen to be the majority, am I still getting at least a double digit where 50% of tickets make up at least 60% of money, right? Yeah. So I'll take you through what I had last night. You tell me what you're here. This was two nights ago. And then I'll go to last night. 
So I had Tennessee at home, money line against Florida. I didn't want to lay the 10. Did they cover? They did. Don't care. Cincy was laying two and a half. I did a money line. Now, they ended up covering. They ended up getting it done in OT. Mm -hmm. Was that a sweat? Indeed. I had KSU as a system, not a system play. Favorite at home over Baylor. Again, sweat, get to OT, got a W. I had Dayton money line against St. Louis. Why? I just did not believe the Billikens are going to go into Dayton and beat them. And they didn't. BYU, money line at home against Iowa State. They ended up covering. But I didn't lay points. Now, Colorado State was a huge favorite over Air Force. I don't like Air Force away from home. I understand it's still the state of Colorado. Okay. My point is, Colorado State did not cover, but I had a money line. And then I finished it out with my Lobos money line. The story of this is, yes, most of these teams covered. But if you went all by the spread, that parlay dies. But that was a parlay that paid plus 861. And what I've been doing is just taking a quarter of a unit yep, and putting them on these. And great example. Now, last night I cooked up something a little bigger. Uh, I had, here's everything I had. This, this went to plus 1331. Ooh. I had Kentucky at home against yeah. Miss State. They were laying six and a half, money line. I had LSU, money line. They were laying, I think, three and a half. Yep. Now, did both of them cover? You betcha. Uh, Connecticut at home, $2 beer night in stores <sighs> against Creighton. Laying six, they won and covered. Yep. Rutgers outlined it, laying two and a half at home, covered. Evansville, big favorite. Valpo's horrendous, but they've been covering. I go, I'm not touching it. I don't mm-hmm. think Valpo, who's got like two wins, is going to go in there and win. We'll go money line. It saved the entire parlay. Houston laying 12 and a half at home against Tech. I just didn't believe Tech could win the game. Didn't want to lay the points. Win. Northwestern at home, laying a point and a half. Win. And then I had a road dog, and I tinkered with the spread. I didn't watch us three and a half. I went alt line, UCLA, give me six and a half. Ooh, they won the game you. outright. They won the game outright. So that was plus 1331. Now, look, I'm not telling you this is some get-rich-quick scheme. No. What I'm telling you is, in the land of basketball, when you're picking home teams that are favorites, oftentimes that back door is always open. Think about this. If you're laying six and a half, you really need to beat a team by 10. Why? Because with four seconds to go, Johnny Tryhard's coming down the court to hurl a three. And that goes in, and you're up by nine, you lose. Now, what about underdogs at home? Oh, no, we're not taking money line. We're taking the points. In fact, I'll buy a point or two. I'll put it at a number that matches up with some power ratings or what I think is what Jim and I call a big advantage number. Look, the only way to play and win long-term, truthfully, is betting straight. What I'm doing is if I'm taking a quarter of a unit and it's producing three or four, or in the case of that last one, it's producing like, I don't know, whatever. I can't do the math. The point is I'm betting some of the game straight. So the system, it's not a system. I love New Mexico and I love Kansas State. I bet both games straight. Well, I'm up two units now. I've taken a quarter of a unit to swing for defenses. That's how I've been doing it. Jim, I've hit three of five. Well, I mean, you don't even have to hit three at five if you're going to go plus no. a thousand or more. I mean, just doing the math on that. So yeah, I mean, listen, but hitting sixty percent is incredible. It's not different than what we've done with the teaser pleaser for the NFL. No. I'm just trying to present some things for the people that help them look at the game differently and go, okay, who are the home teams that are going to hold serve tonight? And we're going to take out all the variance with points and bad beats and boobity boos. Who's holding home court? Who's holding serve? You start there. No, I'm not going to throw teams that are 30-point favorites on there, 20-point favorites. That's that's a road to nowhere. There's no point having it on there. You're going to have to find a few short home favorites that are going to get home. And then tactically, find some underdogs that are live home dogs. Take the points. And if it's one and a half or two and a half, and you go, you know what? I'm going to go alt-line. Give me the six and a half. Look, some of you will go, well, you're you're eroding your your payday. Uh, Guys doesn't matter if it doesn't win. It doesn't matter. And that's where parlays are the book's best friend. What I'm trying to do is craft it in a way 
that puts us in what I deem to be an advantage position. And from a money management standpoint, a quarter of a unit, I'll live with it. I mean, I've hit three out of five. Do you know how many of these things I could lose to get back to break even? <laughs> so my point is I'm I'm tinkering. Now, do you have to make them seven or eight legs? No. 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 But, I mean, I have been because I just right, believe in college basketball, dabble. home court really does matter. Oh, I agree with you. But if people want to dabble, maybe it's maybe it's four or five legs, but three sure. or four legs. But well, I mean, I'll give you I'll give you a great example. So uh, the other night, I loved three games. You know, we were talking about the New Mexico thing. Mm-hmm. I ended up later on in the night. I really like Seton Hall. I really like Seton Hall, and I found out Patino wasn't coaching. He had COVID. Seton Hall was getting one and a half at home. I took K State. I took New Mexico. I took Seton Hall. Put them together. Half unit play, bibbity bobbity boo, plus three seventy three. You have to do stuff like that. You can do that every night. Take your best three plays, play them all straight, quarter unit, lump them all together. Try to give yourself a little bit of uh, you know maraschino cherry on top. So I don't know. I mean, Jim, I know it's not a I'm good interested. idea, no, but no, I no. wanted I wanted to run it by you and see what you thought of it. it, it Mike, this is a safe space. This is a workshop space. We brainstorm stuff. <laughs> And it's also because we don't act like we're some kind of professional no, unit here. I, just, I mean, we've never promised people anything other than we're going to have a good time doing this. We're going to try to give as many winners as we can. Yes. We're going to try to beat the books as best we can. And then when we're wrong, we'll laugh at each other. And I'm man enough to tell you, I don't feel comfortable betting the NBA. Straight up. College is my safe space. Uh, the NBA, I um, I don't know a polite way to say it. First of all, the league is utter shit right now. Second of all, at least half the league's not trying. Uh, And third of all, on a night-in, night-out basis, I'm exhausted attempting to figure out who's playing. And even further, if you are playing, are you even trying? Yeah. Um, I I just can't. I can't do it. Can't. Here and there, I'll place a player prop. I've been doing good with the Jalen Duran player combo thing. Points, rebounds. Um, occasionally Jim and I will, will take a stab at betting against the Pistons once they fall, uh, once they're ahead. And then you try to bet the opposition at a, at a positive with a underdog status or mm-hmm. straight up money line. But outside of that, yeah, I'm sticking to college. So look what we can do, Jim. Um, let's workshop lab it, lab it through the weekend. Uh, I don't have one of these for tonight. I That's don't fine. like the card. I don't have the spot, but like Saturday. Yeah, we can tinker. There's a, always a ton of games on Saturday. Before I bring it to the pod and 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 start telling people this is what I'm going to do. These are the plays. Yeah, I think yeah. we should take the weekend now together. I want to see what you produce. Yeah. I'll show you what I'm doing. We'll Compare put them notes. together. Look, if we hit another one this weekend, I think we should roll it out to the people. Yeah, next we can week. start handing those out with the daily dimes and the singles and the system, not a system yeah. place. I just All think right. it's more value to add for the for the pod yeah, and for the people. Not? I thought you were going to laugh, laugh in my face. Oh, right. no. Come on. Good. I'm the guy that did that weird power play thing last year that was a disaster. Oh, my God. We, we go All right, I'm going to bet Connor McDavid to have a positive day. I'm going to bet uh, Dry Nugent Hopkins. He'll have peanut uh, butter and jelly minus 350. Yeah, no. I'm like, well, why, wait, what are we doing here? It, it, I, I was galaxy brain trying too much. Okay. Mailbag. Mailbag. Cash the ticket podcast at gmail.com. Speaking of dumb bets, Ross titles the email, the idiot bet of the year. He says, Hey guys, love the pod, all the content. He says, uh, I enjoy putting small amounts on games for some extra entertainment. I don't go crazy bet, which you can afford to lose, etc. He says, I'm a lifelong Eagles fan. And in the preseason, I thought they were as fraudulent as you guys did. The under was 10 and a half wins and it was juiced. So I bet it. He said, I put down a very uncomfortable amount of units, expecting them to fall short. Then I started, I watched them start an unholy 10 and one before picking up just one the rest of the way to crush me. He says, the clown card made me made a stop at my house for sure. That's why they call it gambling, not winning. He says, anyway, you guys help keep me afloat for the rest of the season. (laughs) He says, "Uh, but boy, I feel stupid. Mike. The journey of betting the Eagles under, watching 10 and 1, and then seeing them collapse yet just get the one more that that uh, couldn't happen. Quite the journey for Ross. That is. My God, that's an emotional roller coaster. He says, uh, one last thing. Any chance you guys could let me know when the commercials are coming? I'm sure Hungry Howie's has banging pizza, but it'd be great to turn the volume down before Costa screams at me about flavor crust. I'm going to say this to you guys again. Here the words that are coming out of my mouth. We do not insert the ads at a local 
level. We have contacted corporate dozens of times telling them, guys, our listeners, a.k.a. your customers, are telling us that the ad's volume does not sync up with the podcast. It is overmodulated. It is scaring little children. It is startling dogs. <laughs> please fix it. I will try again, guys. We will pass it up. Just please hole. don't think that we're ignoring you or well, that we don't care. And not at all. And by the way, I am going to take in, a so we know. gun like Ari Gold to corporate headquarters. And I'm going to find the ad insert person and I'm going to dot them with blue paintballs right to the groin. Fix it. Couple emails that are self-congratulatory. This one from Donald. He says, want to thank you guys for providing an amazing podcast. Got a little saucy this weekend. Super wild card weekend. I went 11-3-1 with games and props. Thank you guys so much. Hell yeah, man. I'll tell you, between the weekend for the pod and hopefully for you, the people, and it's extended into some hot college basketball, Jim, I'm right back to the wedding opus. We had some valleys, had a peak, had another valley. We're at a peak right now. I got it. Now I got to push through. We're on a drive. I'm on a drive to Vegas. I got to keep building this thing. Raymond emails us and he says, Mr. Shirtless in Kansas City. He says, there's no way I was the only one that had this thought watching the Miami-Kansas City game late Saturday night. When the yeah. temperature of the game got to negative five. I can barely handle being outdoors for an extended period of time, let alone hours. Yet that one fan got 15 seconds of fame, shirtless and all, and I couldn't help ask myself, how is he able? How is he even able to cheer without a shirt on? I don't care how, quote, hydrated you are, read liquor coat you have. Uh, that couldn't have been pleasant. What through, What ran through your mind when you saw that? Uh, because that guy, I'll tell stupidity you. jumped out. Oh, I'll tell you. I go, what an asshole. Second of all, look, I, I was in Lambeau Field, 07, NFC title game. Giants pack night game. It was two degrees base. It was negative 33 wind chill. Uh, I can tell you factually, it didn't matter how much clothing you had on. Um, socks, layers, boots, jacket, hat. The cold isn't cold when it's that cold. The cold is actually pain. Mm -hmm. I want you to imagine your skin stinging almost like you're burning. That's what being out in that cold feels like. Um, your snot is frozen. Your eyes have no liquid in them. Like your eyes are dry. Uh, you are in pain. If you don't mix in the little hunter's pack, the little heat warmers, put them underneath the arch of your feet. If you do, like, for instance, if you have gloves, Every third down, I was dragging my fingers down in my gloves and making mm -hmm. a fist and then putting my fingers back up in the gloves. Like, that's not being melodramatic. Human beings are not designed to be in those temperatures. And unless you are a professional, you're climbing Mount Everest and you got 30 grand in gear, it's just not meant to be. So when I see people doing shit like he's doing, I really do wonder if that guy is sick as a fucking dog this week. What a moron. And oh, you're, an, you're an absolute idiot. I mean, yeah, it's pain, not cold. It's yeah, pain at that temperature. Right. And yeah, he does it. So what the camera catches him. But you know what? He probably did that six or seven other times without the camera catching him because he's an attention whore. And I don't know what the solution is. They, they had the little heating stations. Is this guy just running laps back and forth and not actually watching the game? Yeah, I, I mean, I can't I can't think of any other way that he could have even attempted to pull that off. You can't humanly possible. No. Stand in that degree of temperature. No, it's not. Three hours also, in a row with your it's shirt. also not humanly possible for your hair to look as good as it does today. Oh, thank you. But it, I'm staring at it. It's beautiful. It's thank quaffed. Oh. It's lovely. <laughs> Couple more emails. Cash the ticket podcast at gmail.com. These next two are both questions about whether to cash out or hedge against a futures bet. So let me give you both of them. And then maybe the advice is the same or maybe it's different depending on the situation. Okay. The first is from Andrew in Brighton. He says, at what point during the NFL playoffs is it a good idea to hedge my future? Five-unit preseason ticket on the Niners at plus 1,000 thanks to a FanDuel preseason promo. Mike mentioned loving the Niners this week, and I do as well against yep. the Packers. I've been fighting with taking the points. Before you answer, nope. Andrew, file that away. Or go ahead and answer. My bad. <laughs> You're good. The other one is from John. He says, good day, guys. Big fan of the show. I tune in from the other side of the world in Perth, Western 
Australia. Oh my God. I wanted Dude, to I've always your... wanted to go to Australia. The flight would kill me. I, it's, it takes forever. They're not cheap. Have you done it? No. Oh, all right. I, I no, I've, I've looked to... at it too. I mean, like whether it's New Zealand or Australia, apparently it's like something you have to see. No, I, I want to. I just, Dude, 19 hours in an airplane. Come on. That flight to Vegas pushes the limits. What is your wait? Let me just stop. What is your cutoff on a flight that you're like, eh, you know, I don't know if I yeah. want to go there that bad. Cause, cause I mean, I'll tell you Vegas is honestly tame, to be for honest. me, <laughs> six hours. And, and, and you know where I've gotten now too is, you know, when I was, I hate saying this, like I'm 70, like when I was younger, um, but mid twenties, you know, thirties, I prioritized travel and mm-hmm. obviously didn't have kids and, you know, started whether it was past relationships or, you know, dating my wife, like we would want to explore and go to a new spot every year. And what's happened is I I've, I've started. And, and again, she is too. It's not like it's a me thing. I prioritize convenience. You know, I don't want connecting connections. I don't want, uh, you got to do two flights and then take a rickshaw or a boat or a doot to do. And it's like, no, nah, man, I'm, I'm done. So like all the Caribbean stuff, like it's really hard to do direct flight. So basically you find destinations that you can fly direct to. And you're like, wait, I can be on the beach in three hours. No crazy time zones and no like waiting at some sure. podunk ass airport that has no air conditioning well, that, on an island. Worst. Like the connecting- I, I'm out. Well, the connecting flights will get you too, depending yeah. on where you're going, and you end up instead of it being an eight-hour flight with the yeah. connections. I mean, and the what delays, I want to do ends up being more. Yeah, I I hate punting on something that is bucket list, but it's like I've always wanted to do um, some stuff in Europe. I always yeah. have. You know, I've been Same. to Italy, but I I was working the Olympics, so I didn't really get a you chance. You worked to- the Olympics in Italy? Yeah, '06. Uh, it was a big NBC thing. It was a massive like radio row thing. Um, and I didn't really want to do it, but like, it was a big push by CBS radio to do it. So yeah, but again, you're at a military base. That's the, that's the, uh, Oh, so you're not, you're not exactly uh, doing the, the pasta tour of Italy. No, I mean, I mixed in some fun stuff, but you're in the dead of winter in Torino, uh, which is at the base of the Alps. And it's like, I want to go, but you know, it doesn't really count. You, I mean, if you're going to go, you want to, and that's the other thing. If you're going to go, you want to be there for more than a week. You got to go for a couple weeks. Well, guess what you can't do when you do this for a living or or really anything. I I can't take three weeks off. I can't take two weeks in a row off. That would be really hard. Especially losing days with the travel. No, I, you know, I'm not being disrespectful, but like, uh, it's no secret. If I'm not on the air, uh, yeah, sorry, except no substitutes. The listeners are no dummies. They're going to be like, well, Mike's not there. Uh, see you later. <laughs> so let you me know, finish. you gotta, you gotta be careful with it. Yeah, let me finish this guy's email. He's in Perth, Western Australia. He says, wanted to get your input on a bet I made. I took Michigan and the lions to win it all. He attached the bet slip. I had faith in Michigan, but the lions were always the option to cash out with Dallas losing and the Lions getting another home game, I was thinking of holding this week and potentially cashing out next week when it could really get juicy. Do I hold on, cash the ticket, or let it ride? So with these two different scenarios, is your answer the same, or does it depend? It depends. I don't know what he's got wagered on it. He didn't tell us what he put on hold it. Hold on. He he made, he I, I, can click on the, I can click on his bet slip. Hang on. <clears throat> do, to do, do, do. Okay. So, go ahead. He, he wagered... Hundred bucks to win sixteen thousand dollars. Okay, so he's anticipating if they win this week. In the email, he says he's thinking a five thousand dollar cash out if the Lions beat the Bucks. Would he take that? Well, first of all, what he should be doing this week is taking the Bucks with the points, because he can middle them both. Right. I mean, he can hit them both. Um, if you're talking about sixteen thousand dollars to me, and you yeah, put a hundred bucks on it, yeah, don't, don't. Well, no, no, hold on. Work with me. I mean, I right off the rip. I'm throwing two grand on the bucks. I'm going to get 20 to one on my money minimum, or I'm going to win it mm-hmm. because the lines don't cover. Yeah. And then you get to next week. Cause here's what I would view it as um, next week. Dude, the lions are going to be underdogs in San Francisco, like in a big way. Uh, I've seen some power ratings that right now the pack should actually be 13 point dogs Ooh. just to show you how the power rankings work. I mean, that would mean the lions are probably eight and a half, nine and a half point dogs next week. The point I'm making is you're not losing $16,000 because you never had it. Right. You have to find a way to win on the way there. So I would automatically say, look, I'm willing to take 10 grand. I'm going to use six grand to win 10 grand if I have to. 
yeah. and just go. Like, let's just get money. Like, remember how you said, oh, I'll cash the ticket out at five grand. Well, why not give yourself a chance to win along the way? Knowing, no disrespect, you're not going to get 16 grand because this team ain't winning. <laughs> but I, I, well, I even would, he knows it. He said it yeah. in the email. It's a cash start, out. Yeah, I start a, playing against it a little bit. Yeah, well, and I think not against do. it. I would, I would create a middle. The, yeah, playing but, with it with a chance yeah. to double it no. up. Yeah. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing he can do. I mean, if you really want to get frisky with it, and you don't believe they're going to lose to the Bucks in any way, shape, or form, you bet on money line. I don't advise it. You know, they're going to be what minus two fifty money line. You're saying that the Lions? Money? No, no, you already have the ticket. I, the hey, Lions. man, I'm trying to no. give you all ways to do it. So just I going back to this, because the amounts, that's a lot of money. But the amounts, it, it goes down to what does it mean to you? That's a lot of money. So you do have to do some things to hedge against it or hedge with it and give yourself chances yeah. to win along the way. The other guy, I forget the details in his. Um, his is just a straight question. Packers. Or what he has San Francisco to win the Super Bowl, and he yeah. wants to know does he cash out or let it ride? No, I'm letting it ride. I just don't believe they're going to lose in the divisional round, championship round. If you want to begin the process, I would take the Lions with the points. But I'm yeah, no. and again, his was a promo, yeah, nothing no, in did. rock and roll, yeah. yeah you got to rock and roll with that. Yeah. You're holding the keys to the castle, you got the best team, they're going to be favored no matter who they play, no matter what round they play it, they'll be favored in the Super Bowl. You're going to have every opportunity to just bet the underdog at a number you find palatable for an amount you find palatable, and you might win all of it. It's like if you have this ticket, why not grab the pack and the points if that's your play? Why not? For Lions guy, take the bucks with the six. Maybe the Lions cover. Who cares? If they don't, well, you just hit it, plus they won. And if the unthinkable happens, well, you covered your ass couple more I want to end on. Uh, one of these is very short for us. It says, explain the teasers again, please. I listen back and I don't quite get it. There's no, no shame in that. They're, like This can be a lot for people who aren't regular gamblers. Right, take them through it, Jimmy. Teasers. You're going to have your options, but we'll go through FanDuel. You're going to pick three, four, five different sides you like. You're going to tease, which means you're going to add points to those bets. You can do a six. I think that's kind of the standard, right, Mike? But you could do even more aggressive teasers. You, you yeah. get less of a payout if you do. But six is kind of the standard teaser. So you take a team that's uh, a three-and-a-half point favorite, you tease them up to nine-and-a-half and, and stuff like that. And you bundle them all together, and you get plus odds. So that's the concept of the teaser. You're adding points to your bets. Nine and, times and out of ten, you're only teasing underdogs. Do not yes. tease favorites. So that's the explanation on that. The next one says Jared Goff and the Lions says, thanks, guys, for doing such a great job with the podcast. I know it's not the only project you guys work on during football season. Uh, it says I've been a Lions fan since I started playing football in high school uh, back in 09. I've seen everything with this team. This is different. It's weird to be a part of it. He says, um, Mr. Smarmajan Costa, hmm. I do have to say your take on Goff is starting to turn into more of a hot take than a real argument. He's been a top five passer the past two seasons. He won Detroit's first playoff game in 30 years. He does have his flaws, but he's the best quarterback Detroit has had in a long time. I'll admit that in 2021, I wasn't a huge fan, but last year he won me over. He says, I say all that to say, yes, Jim, I agree. Goff isn't super flashy. He's not Mahomes or Lamar, but he operates at a high level, doesn't turn the ball over. If he made more off-platform throws, I think you'd be happier with him. He says, keep up the great work. Congrats on the promotion. You guys have done a great job as a, as a station. It says, uh, and Mike, please don't ever leave 97 won the ticket. It's from Justin and Warren. <laughs> All right. So this one's directed at you, brother. This yeah, is so on you. Don't look at me. We talked about it on the podcast this week, and I'm going to address it when I'm on the station later tonight. I recognize that I am drowning in this golf stuff, which is increasingly a worse take by the day. All right. <laughs> I, I fully acknowledge that. And I even said I was wrong uh, with you this week. I see him the way that you see Purdy, elite O-line, run game, St. Brown, Laporta, creative scheme. I see him as Purdy, but I will accept that he he's going to get paid. He's better than I gave him credit, and I was wrong. I'll have reservations because of what my eyes see with the limitations, but yeah, get good terms, draft your ass off, keep him upright. The Lions can win a lot of games with him. Is that fair? Yes. Okay. Yes, and I also agree with you that no, I wouldn't pay him like Pat Mahomes. So there's no, there's no slander coming for me. I just got tired of talking about it. 
Gotta start calling me James A. Costa, like Stephen A. Yeah, no, I, I understand it's a bad take. I'm aware. I'm aware. I don't want to be the hot takey guy. I genuinely have reservations, but I am wrong. He is better than I thought he was the day they drafted, not the day they drafted him, the day they traded for him. And even before the season, he's better than I thought he would be. So kudos to Jared Goff. And I, I'm not going to complain if my team gets stable franchise quarterback play. That is not the worst thing in the world here. Last one. And I saved this for the end, Mike, because I I think this is, it's titled Heartfelt Thanks. And it's a nice note. It's from Joe in Gross Point Woods. Mm -hmm. He says, I just want to say thanks for the entertainment you guys bring each week. The way you guys interact and play off each other reminds me of the way my good buddy Kevin and I used to talk about sports and gambling. Sadly, we lost Kevin to cancer in November. But hearing the podcast each week helped remind me of the humor and the love for all things sports. Things aren't the same without him. March Madness, MSU games that won't ever really feel the same. Mm. But thank you guys for helping bring some laughs each week, Joe and Gross Point Woods. No, I appreciate it. That's Look, ultimately, really cool. it's, I mean, obviously it's a business, but like the reason you do it is, yeah, because there was a time I worked jobs I didn't like. There were times, you know, you just didn't want to go back to work. Your lunch break was sports radio or your drive to the job you hated was sports radio. You just get into a place where the entertainment and like knowing what your audience is doing and everyone's got stuff. This is the escape. So, yeah, I mean, it's a cool space to reside in. Uh, I appreciate the fact that it provides you a little bit of entertainment, man. I don't know if I've told you this. One of the first jobs I had, I worked at a Meyer grocery store and I worked in the meat department and I had to clean up the meat room at the end of the day, the night shift. Look and I'd pop it and I'd pop in, you know, sports radio podcasts. I mean, I've been in that spot where that is yes. your that's getting you through. I mean, I'm cleaning out the, you know, the guts of the meat grinder, <laughs> sanitizing the back room. And it, it's just one of these deals where you love doing this and you love being that outlet for people. So those those emails are unbelievable. I mean, that's a tough loss for that guy and for us to be any bit of joy or like to help him through that that's so 100 that's really cool that's awesome man i appreciate it greatly truly so that's that's the last email i have but you guys were great i asked for some yeah big couple days ago and immediately we got flooded with some good stuff cash the ticket podcast at gmail.com friday episode on the nfl divisional round player props oh yeah the games for tonight just run them down for people again there are two plays we like in college hoops right yeah we like cal and the one we really like is New Mexico State. Yeah, I like both of them. I I can't. I don't know that I can meet you on that ODU one. You gotta you gotta chill, man. <laughs> Maybe quarter unit, half unit. I I'm playing half unit on both. Um, uh, what is it? ODU and then who's the terrible team? Georgia Southern. I'm gonna put oh. a half unit on both of them. I can't stop. Disgraceful. All right, that's the pod. Rate, review, subscribe. We are back tomorrow with your comprehensive NFL divisional round preview. Thanks for listening. Rate, review, subscribe, and all that jazz. See you tomorrow, guys.